Welcome to another episode of the weighing room with the Winners Enclosure and just the two of us this weekend, myself and Paul, to go around the world with uh, racing from Kelso, Newbury and Maidan. Um, James isn't with us, he's romancing <laughs> out in Poland, so the pair of us. But Paul, I think a congratulations is in order for yourself as well, uh, another little one for yourself. Yeah, thanks a million, Frankie. Yeah, we had a Kiva, Kiva Michelle Callahan was born at nine minutes past four on, on Tuesday afternoon. So we're absolutely delighted. Mother and baby are flying and uh, they got home earlier on this afternoon. So kept busy enough now. So <laughs> yeah. all's great. Good. All's great. Uh, I, I'm delighted, but probably a tired Paul Callahan. Yeah, tired enough. Like we were two and a half year old as well, and a, and a, an almost sixteen year old. So yeah, the sixteen year old's easy enough to manage. He can kind of fend for himself, but little Maraid there now, she'll uh, she keep you on her toes. Two girls to keep you busy now, then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do do another man on the team, there, so we could. <laughs> uh, good man. Right. Well, um, like I said, we got racing from. From Scotland, from England, and from uh, May Dan, we will start with Kelso, and we'll, we will run through the four there. There's some juicy handicaps to get stuck into, actually. Hopefully, there's a few prices that we can manage to put up um, on Saturday. It's hard enough to find a winner in these handicaps, but if you do, you do sometimes find a bit of value. So we're going to start with the 150 at Kelso, two miles five handicap hurdle. It's a class two. Coral Blue tops the market just about with Prairie Wolf. You can force um, a couple in here, all with chances, as as the betting suggests. Um, who do you fancy, Paul? Yeah, like you said, Frankie, plenty in with chances here. I've gone with, with Limerick Leader, whose sole success came in a novice hurdle over two miles at this meeting last year. Since then, he's been comfortably held in two starts over fences. He ran well to finish second over the extended two and a half miles at air last time out. That was back over hurdles. Cheek pieces go on for the first time. And I think Limerick leader, he ought to be on the premises once again for, for the Rose Dobbin team and jockey Craig Nickel. Limerick leader for Paul. For myself, just a couple of notches up in the market around 10s at the moment. Salvino, um, seventh when last seen at Musselburgh, but that's not really a true representation of his run that day was hampered at the last and he was never going to go and win the race but 11 lengths I think 7th is is not a true rep of what this horse actually ran to and I don't mind a horse that's dabbled around 3 miles and coming back to 2 mile 5 at Calso because there is that testing uphill finish that you've got to stay so I, I almost see like 2 mile 5 around Calso as as close to a 3 mile race in some ways um, second the last twice before that in similar sort of handicaps and then has won round Calso as well uh, again I like horses with course form around here it seems to be a course where horses that win here continue to win here and potentially outperform some of their other performances so Salvino for me in the first there's two each way stabs from the pair of us around 10s 12 to 1s as I said it is competitive um, but hopefully some juicy prizes the next we'll look at is the next race at Calso the 2.25, a proper staying test for hurdlers. Three miles and two furlongs. They've got to go. Another class two. Jet legs tops the market. Spike Jones for the drink waters in behind with theme tune. And Lucinda Russell has Inis Orr. I think you might like as well as myself, Paul. I do, Frankie. I do. I, from the team that brought you, you know, one for Archer and Corrick Grambler last week, um, 
I do. I think in a show, I found life tough in the grade two, ran some hurdle at Haydock last time out. Prior to that, he won a novice hurdle for the, the stairs division at Musselburgh, beating the Paul Nicholas train outlaw Peter in the second place. He need to jump a bit better. Jumping can be a bit iffy. Um, I think he had a tendency to jump out to his right last time out. He wasn't the sharpest um, round Musselburgh. Musselburgh is quite sharp anyway. But over the three miles and two here, and like you said, it does take a bit of getting at Kelso. It should go that half a stride slower, which in theory will help in a show with his jumping. And um, yeah, I think he, he ought to go close here. It's right about the 92 marks. Very, very little to separate the top four, is there, in the betting? Like, it's quite an open affair for a, a small field, but in the show, I guess my vote. Yep, same for me as mentioned, um, for the same reasons, really. You mentioned there beating Outlaw Peter at, where was that, Musselbury, yeah. Outlaw yeah. Peter now rated 135 and, and held in decent regard by the Nichols Yard. I think that bit of form alone is good enough to have a crack at, uh, you know, it, it's not the best class two handicap you'll see, is it? There's none in here that I think no. are potentially really progressive. Most of these, you probably know where you stand with them. Uh, this Inisaw is probably the horse that, you know, you'd expect the most progression from. And if you if you kind of cancel the last run or, or ignore the last run somewhat, um, has shown talent early enough on to suggest could be winning this. Because um, I, I don't think it's the talented of field. So Inisaw for the pair of us. Um, an each way bet in a small field or, or maybe 92, maybe short on the day. You might just want to take one at a bit of a price. Um, but Inisaw and Lucinda Russell in the second at Calso. The third race at Calso, the three o'clock, two miles, they've got to go. The Mayor's Novice Handicap Hurdle. Again, I mean, like I, I did mention at the top of the show, there's, there's prices. There's not really a clear favourite throughout the market uh, or throughout the card at Calso. Lots of competitive handicaps. Bonte, a popular mare, uh, won or came second, was it, to Queen Gatton around Cheltenham? James de Belay, we've got their autumn return. Uh, Don McCain's got one. The John Joe team have sent one up. Where are we looking for? Oh, I've gone with Bonte. I found it hard just to, to look elsewhere. One I, I quite liked was autumn return, but I do think Ruth Jefferson's shard might just come up short here to Bonte. He's just won win from three starts over hurdles. Finished behind Jane de Burley. I think was a beaten favourite. Uh, Jane de Burley reposes here, but was a beaten favourite on that occasion. That was at Linkfield back in December. Then was put in a smart performance for that victory. That was at Exeter back in February. She was no match for the Ollie Murphy trains Harvery at Market Raisin last time out, but she was well clear of the third. She, I know she was roughly about six lengths clear of the third, but a comfortable six lengths. Uh, Chick Beast has gone here for the first time, and I think Bonte, as the price reflects, ought to be there for the trainer jockey combination of Fergal O'Brien and Paddy Brennan. Same boat again, Paul. Um, <laughs> we know that we know this is going to be this the could be very week. good. Yeah, it could be a very, <laughs> very good week for the weighing room or a disappointing one. We sometimes send our picks in before we jump on um, the podcast, and I was. I've had a quick look at pause and I know we're in the same boat for some. So fingers crossed <laughs> that it goes right for us. But yeah, Bonte as well. I mean, she's a, she's a mare I've been a, a fan of since, you know, seeing her challenge. She expressed a bit of talent then. Like you said, was, was beaten and not necessarily a match for the Ollie Murphy trained Hervari is it last time out, but he didn't, or she, she, sorry, did manage to nick a few lengths and, Bonte finished her race well when asked, um, just was never really going to go and catch that leader. And I think 
you know, a marker 110 here in a handicap is potentially quite generous. She won easy enough the time before. She looks at it, if anything, just a little bit tricky when she hit the front. She had a bit out in front and maybe was yeah. ridden a bit calmer the next time out. And then that Havari, like I said, nicked a few lengths and was probably too far to go and make that gap, but was clear a third and finished the race well. So I think she's definitely got the talent um, to win a race like this, especially off a marker 110. Um, so you'd hope you'd hope to see her put it all together and jump a few a bit smoother, but I do like the way she finishes her race when asked. So a favorite for the pair of us in Bonte. One more race at Calso, the 335. So the fourth race on the card, three mile two handicap chase. This should be tough. Um, half shot finished in that thriller last time out uh, by God, a, a nose. I think if you're on half shot that day, you'd have been, disappointed to get beat uh this is quite i think this is quite a good little race paul uh who'd you like in this yeah you say quite tough frankie but i think i think i could oh, be like on that uh, yeah i think i could be harboring on that territory here um i quite like the john mcconnell train clangile way who ran well to finish second in the scottish borders national on his previous visit to kelso that was back in december He's only had the one run since then. That was in a cross-country race at Punchison back in February where he finished fourth out of 20. The fact that he's only had that one run since he's been to Kelso would make me believe that this has possibly been a, a plan hatched back in December. The McConnell mm-hmm. team are flying. He's a Cheltenham Festival winning trainer. And also the fact that John McConnell is now, his partner is Amy Crook, who's daughter of Midland trainer Andy Crook. So you might just see, a, you know, she's, Amy noted the northern tracks, as with Johnny, he, he had a, quite a number of runners in the north and what have you prior to, to teaming up with Amy. But Amy be well used to the northern tracks, and um, yeah, this um, I reckon this is a plan hatch back in December. And as I said, we could be on that territory here. Peter Cavanagh claims a valuable five pounds off ten stone six, and yeah, Clongalway, I think he'll take the beat. There we are. Paul's put up a nap. <laughs> I'm going to put up two different ones. <laughs> no, why not? So we do have some we do have some some things to disagree about. I w- I wouldn't have the strongest shout in here. I just thought a few things worth flagging up. One is Hill 16, last seen seventh in the beach is not the worst form in the world, but last twice at Kelson, just making sure I got these numbers right, um, was third and second. Um, the last twice at Kelso. The horse is finishing in front. Sounds Russian, rated 161. I write rated 153, and that's well rated 149 now they were in handicap so um hill 16 was obviously getting weight from these horses but not bucket loads and they're very decent horses and they were decent enough handicaps and i wonder will class just prevail here for hill 16 if he can run to that sort of form yes he's got to carry 11 stone 10 but i think that's two solid performances around Kelso. Um, so I wouldn't put you off a bet on Hill 16 and then half shot the horse I mentioned finishing, somehow finishing second last time at Kelso stayed on really strongly um, has never gone three miles but has six point to points um, over three miles so you wouldn't think the trip would be an issue for half shot and they might be coming back for a bit of revenge after just going down a, a very 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 short small whisker last time out um, so they're the two I flagged up but <laughs> Paul's, Paul's seen a plan. He likes what he sees. <laughs> you might want to stick with Clongar way for the McConnells. Uh, moving across now to Newbury, we'll go next. We've got three, I think, to cover um, from Newbury, starting with the first race, the 130. 
Again, we've got another handicap hurdle. Two miles three, they got to go. Inniston tops the market for the Moors. Where are you looking, Paul? I've gone, again, wide open, frankly, but the one I've gone with is, is Atlanta Brave, who's two from three over hurdles to date. Was always doing enough to score at Hereford last time out, but was a good winner at Chepstow the time before that. And I thought the manner of that Chepstow victory would indicate, I think, Newbury will suit. Like, you're a good half mile from when you straighten up for home here. A wide open affair. Atlanta Braves, right about the 8-1 to one mark. And I think there's, well, yeah, I guess my vote here for Kerry Lee and jockey Richard Patrick. Yep, same boat. Um, looks, you, you watch those last two runs back and I think probably the, I mean, there's a couple of these coming in off the back of a win, but it was the horse that stood out to me the most that you'd expect some more improvement from uh, coming into a handicap. So Atlanta Breve as well got my vote. It is worth mentioning the five that Angus Chalida takes off toothless. Um I've mentioned a lot of horses as we've gone through this. I noticed that are carrying sort of top weight, but that five pounds could be very, very valuable. And in a field where, you know, a couple of these are rated, there's a couple kind of, you know, 11, 11, 11, 10, that nearly puts toothless into sort of midfield in terms of weight rankings and what they got to carry here. So Angus Salida definitely takes off a valuable five. Um, but I just think Atlanta Brave will improve. Would you be, would you be worried with... On the flip side of that, with say Ang- Angus Toledo claiming the five that, that the Nichols team think they may be off one two eight, might just be a struggle or not. Yeah, you could take Cobden's that. View. Yeah, you could take that view because Cobden rides artistic choice, which isn't even for Nichols. Um, yeah, I guess so. You, you what take way you look the, at it. Yeah, you take the opinion that they've stuck him on because they think that five could be the difference to to win or lose, or you think, yeah, they've stuck him on because he he really needs that five. That's that's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every little. So, are you an optimist or a pessimist? I guess. Um, <laughs> well, let, let's say more pessimistic because we both stuck up at Atlanta Briggs. We wouldn't want to be beat by Angus Chalidan. <laughs> no. no. Um, so yeah, that, another. Another selection for the pair of us. And again, another nice each way price. So at least if we're in the frame, uh, we're not doing too badly so far. The 205, the next race, uh, two and a half miles, a handicap chase. Class two race, Cheltenham without the sea, tops the market for the Skeltons. Um, again, a really competitive affair. You know, four to one is the shortest price in here. And then you've got really 13 to two, the rest almost, and a couple of bigger prices. Um, down the bottom, obviously. Paul, what have you what have you plucked out in here? Yeah, there's question marks over a few of these. Like the form's a little hit or miss. The one that I've gone with is is one that comes in here in good form on the back of a last amount of success, and that is the the Nigel Twist and Davis train Super Six, who ran out a 15 length winner when last seen, has got a nine pound hike for the handicapper for that victory. But I think even with those nine pounds, if Super Six can back up that last amount of success, can back up that run again. Super six ought to be in the mix here. Right about the six to one mark, I still think represents a bit of value for Super Six. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Again, it depends how you what view you take. Um, my selection is going to be on a Dajonk who beat Super Six last time out. And as you said, you could you could maybe go with Super Six on the fact that Super Six has improved past on a Dajonk and will, will keep improving and is now the better horse. Or you could take the opinion that on a Dajonk beat Super Six that day. Um when giving weight away as well, I think actually comes into this race better off at the weights with Super Six because uh, Honor Dijon hasn't raced since. 
Uh, and maybe the handicap had on the right that day. And Honor Dijonka still got that progression left to go in him as well, which we hopefully, in my opinion, will see um, on Saturday. So, yeah, two horses that have both raced against each other were along the similar form lines. Um, yours has come out since being beat by mine and been very impressive. I'm hoping that <laughs> that form continues for Honor Dijonka as well coming into this race. Um, so, Super 6 for Paul and Honor Dijonka for David Noonan and Jane Williams, for myself. The last one we'll look at at Newbury, yes, is the third race, the 2.40. Um, again, two and a half miles. And again, we've got a Mare's Novice handicap hurdle to look at. Where's the money, Paul? Again, wide open. Not a strong selection here. We've got two from the, the Noel Feely Racing Syndicate, so that was, they were hard, hard to bypass. They but, are. Um, the, yeah. They're like they do incredibly well and great fun as well. So, but the one I've gone with is the, is the Mark Walford train, Ruby Island. The North, well represented here. Um, Mark, a, a very much a capable amateur back in the day, um, making a good fist of the training game. And I've gone with Ruby Island, who very rarely runs a bad race. Does he have to finish out with the first four and seven starts under rules? First time cheek pieces go on. Like I said, one of the one of two strong representatives from the North, Jamie Hamilton, takes the mount. First time cheek pieces. It's Ruby Island for me. Yes, my vote too. Um, <laughs> come on, we can't be far away. That's Seven to one that we both found. You know, some of these have got to be. Geez, this could be <laughs> I hope so, or else we will just stop all. This will be brutal. Brutal weekend now if we don't. We'll get the sun. We know no in between. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, has not been far away or has been winning. And you go and watch her last race back. God, you'd have her winning the race about uh, five different points and she she just couldn't seem to take the last couple of hurdles and straighten up and you know be kept to her work it was almost as if she she was going and then it wasn't happening then she was going again and it wasn't happening it, you'd be, be spewing if you were back to the last day but you know hopefully um jamie hamilton can get a bit of a better tune out of her probably be ridden a little bit close to the pace because i think they did kick a little bit and was maybe caught a bit flat-footed and had to make up ground which maybe made it make a hash of the last hurdle um these are all if buts and maybes but i just think it's, it's another horse um similar to bonte the other mare that we both liked i think the talents there just all has to kind of come together and, and it's another horse that has showed speed has finished her race as well just has made a bit of a hash of maybe the closing stages so ruby island for myself as well and the mark walford team right we're over to dubai different a different <laughs> a different kettle of fish altogether um we're looking at the 310 at maidan on saturday so that's one mile and one furlong the group one race that Lord North, I think, is a dual winner of. I don't know if he's won any more than that, but I know he's. I think he's won the last two. Anyway, um, Dojuice tops the market for the Japanese. Uh, some other English representatives in there that you're probably more familiar names. Nation Pride, Master of the Seas, Real World. Um, God, it's, a, it's another tricky race to try and find a winner of, isn't it, Paul? What's your angle here? Yeah, I've gone with Lord North. Like you said, has the course form. Looked as good as ever when scoring at, at Lingfield last time out. Frankie de Tori's last Sarah here at the, the World Cup meeting. So you'd be hopeful that, that it's going to be a winning one. Nicely drawn in stall three and round about the five to one mark, I think, represents a bit of value for Lord North. Been sharing notes. Um, no, yeah. I, I agree. It's, it looks a solid each way bet this. Um, like, like you said, great course form. 
has won. I'm pretty sure it is the same race the last two years on the trot. And, and the last year took the same prep with going to Lingfield and actually came second last year at Lingfield and then went on to win um, here. This year looked at, uh, as in good form as ever, I thought, when winning at Lingfield. And now we'll come here um, off the back of that. Probably just slightly bigger in the market than potentially he might be because of his age being a seven-year-old and there's younger horses coming through. Um, which would put me off if he hadn't run to form. But that Lingfield run was was as good as he's put together before on the all-weather. That suggests he's fit and well. Um, a strike here a, a number of times before, as you mentioned, Frank Dettori's book. There's just a lot of ticks in boxes and you're getting an each-way price. So to me, it just looks a solid each-way bet. Um, maybe one of these younger horses will be slightly too good, the more progressive type, but each-way bet will do the job for me it looks it looks a solid each way about i think uh the next is the race that follows the four o'clock one and a half miles to race the shima classic another group one equinox tops the market even money favorite and then we've got a couple of each way prices again horses that are more familiar to english race fans mostadaf rebels romance and westover that ran that good race um in the derby what do we like here yeah, well, look, there's plenty here. You'd imagine Mustadaf will have will have his his followers Westover as well. They'll be popular in the betting. I've mm. gone with Rebels Romance, who was a winner of the Breeders' Cup Turf one last seen. It's interesting the connections have opted not to give him an outing before this, but you'd imagine he he'd be well tuned for this. Um, he won first time out last season as well, so fitness isn't isn't an option. Connections love to have winners here, obviously, and uh, Rebels Romance. Will be well tuned, and I think I don't think Rebels Romance will go off six to one. Sure? There's a couple so, in here, or, or a number of these that uh, are coming back from a bit of a break. Mostadaf's the one that's probably got the most recent run, is he under his belt? We're racing in February. Um, yeah. I'm going to Westover, the horse I mentioned. Two great performances last year one in the uh, the Derby, the Desert Crown, one. You know, each could be one of the best one and a half milers around, or one of the most exciting ones anyway this season to look forward to. And then back that up at the Curra. And then didn't really put two great performances in at Ascon and over in France. Um, but I think a winter off, a bit of a break. Hopefully, if that progression continues, those flashes of form we saw both in the derby when finishing really, really strongly and then backing that up at the courier. If running back to that sort of form and maybe even progressing onwards from there a little bit, then Westover, for me, gets my vote. And no better man on board than, than Ryan Moore. Was no, and I wouldn't I wouldn't put anyone off having a small each-way wager on Botanic, who's had the, the benefit of a recent run. One of the few, actually, Frankie, as you mentioned, that's had the benefit of a recent out. And, um, Coming over from France from Andre, from the Andre Farbiard was third, was only beaten two lengths, finished third of five at Chanty when last seen on the, the 4th of March. Miguel Barcelona knows how knows where the winning post is around Medan. Around about the 20 to 1 mark, he could do worse than have a, a couple of quid each way on the tonic. Nicely drawn as well in five. There we are. The last one we're going to look at then to close off at Medan is the last race at Medan, the 435, one mile two furlong. Dubai World Cup, group one. And I'm taking a stab at one. <laughs> it's hard to know where to, to, to place these uh, form lines with the American runners, the Japanese runners, the English runners. Um, but Shane Murphy's booked on T.O. Keynes. And each way price, he's a very talented and very hungry jockey this year. He likes to ride these horses in these big races and for uh, these connections. 
I know they're all trying, um, but it'll be put up on one that that's definitely in with a decent chance. So it's it's a bit of a not a swing in the dark because you know he's ran to good form in Group Ones and has posted good RPRs, of course, as they all have. Um, but I'm not definitely not a, an overseas flat racing expert, but I'll take Machine Murphy's talent. I'll see twelve to one, and I'll have an each way bet to finish. And I think you're doing the same, Bob. Yeah, I am, Frankie. Um, for the has a bit of form on dirt. Was second on the the dirt one last season. Most recent effort that was a Kawasaki, and that factoring in with with a nice draw in stall six. Country Grammar's drawn it fourteen. I, I, you know, I think it's going to be a fair. It, is going to have to be some performance from the saddle and from the horse to get up from there. Yeah, Valgier's the dialer on board for Simon and Ed. Christopher drawn out in 13 is not ideal either. So T.O. Keynes has the form in the book, a nice draw. And as you mentioned, the price, Oshie Murphy booked, ticks a lot of boxes and uh, sure to be popular. So yeah, T.O. Keynes. To actually tell you, one of my claim, small claims to fame, Frankie, was that I, I managed to sit on a, a World Cup winner back in the day many moons ago I spent three summers riding out for Mark Johnson and uh, was lucky enough to be let loose on Monterosso who went on to win it under Barcelona I think he won it back in 2012 yeah I think he won it so yeah he was obviously a nice two year old yeah I was going to say could you feel that at the time yeah you could Um, you could He, he was do you know, Mark wouldn't do an awful lot of gallop and a fast work. You do good, strong canters and what have you, and he'd just be climbing out. You'd be in third gear. I wouldn't say climbing over the back of the horse in front of you, but he'd find it. It wouldn't feel like you were going very fast. Yeah. Um, you know, he was just, it's it was effortless to him. Yeah. And he's so mature as well for his age back then. Like, as a two-year-old, he hadn't, he was unraced at the time, but um, anyone could ride him. Like, so quiet, so mature and professional. But, um, yeah, he had some engine like. Maybe not quite me to ride him, but <laughs> anyone of the other. Uh, let's finish with some maps. I, I know you mentioned one earlier, but uh, if that is where you're going, just just run back over it. Yeah, well, with, with since uh, since Baby Cueva arrived, I obviously haven't had a look at the dog. So <laughs> Dundalk's taking the back thing- seat. You might you might get told off from the missus if you're uh, studying Dundalk instead of on duty. Exactly, exactly. Um, I have to stick to the programme this week. Um, like I said earlier, Nap Territory was in the 335 at Kelso. That's where I'm off. And I'm with the John McConnell trained at Clongalway. Clongalway for yourself. I'm going to stick with one we both like. Bonte in the Mare's Novice Handicap Hurdle. That's the th- 3 o'clock at Kelso. Bonte for the O'Brien team. Uh is is the favourite, but rightly so in my opinion. That's all. We won't keep you any longer. Paul's uh, probably going to catch some rest or he'll be on duty. James, as I said, is romancing overseas, uh, so hopefully he'll be back next week. We'll get the three of us together. And fingers crossed, we haven't just rattled through eight or ten races, however many it is, ten races with about five of them as the same, same selections and no yeah, winners. Both. So Paul, we'll be walking back in next week as heroes or with our tails between our legs. But whatever you get up to, enjoy your racing, gamble responsibly. Saturday racing is what it's all about. We got it, as I said, from Kelso, uh, from Newbury and from me, Dan. We'll be back next week. That's all for this week's 